Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Gober. What's going on, good people, good people, good people? Welcome once again to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Gober. Let's start off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time of gathering together. We thank you that there is no time or distance in the Spirit. We thank you for technology that allows this Word to go all over the world as I sit here in one place. We thank you, God, that no weapon formed against this time, not only this time, but this time that we're in, this dispensation of time, that no weapon formed against this dispensation of time shall prosper uh, in the lives of your people. We thank you, God, for this word we are about to receive. I declare in the name of Jesus that every ear is open to hear and every heart is open to receive, not just the word, but the word behind the word. So do your thing through me, God. Use all of me, uh, uh, all of you working through all of me to get your word to your people, to get your understanding to your people, to get your revelation to your people today. And we thank you for it. We declare safety for all those who may be driving, listening to this podcast. We declare no hurt, harm, or danger will come to them. And we just declare, God, an awesome time in you and in your word now. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. What's up, fam? You guys good? Everybody good? All right. I got a very um, special message uh, today. I guess all of the messages are special when it hits you where you live. Uh, Today's message is called Peace in a Time of Grief. Peace in a time of grief. Now, if you're listening to this, you know, uh, days or um, you know, days after uh, I let this podcast out, uh, you know, we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And uh, in the midst of this, thousands upon thousands of people have lost their lives uh, due to it. Uh, there are some people that I know uh, who've lost their lives to this pandemic. And uh, I know for those who have lost loved ones, uh, there is a sense of grief uh, that can hit, uh, that can be devastating. It can be debilitating. It can be confusing. You can wonder what's going on. You can wonder where God is. You can wonder why God took so-and-so. It's a very difficult time. And yet, in the middle of that time, for those who have a relationship with God, there can be a sense of peace that can come over you if we look at certain things from a certain perspective, if we look at things from a godly perspective. So I was thinking the other day about what the the, uh, the latest podcast would be and God being so wonderful and gracious uh, yesterday gave me a word to share with the people. Well, the day before yesterday gave me a word to share with you guys. And so, you know, he's just so awesome in giving me these revelations and ideas and understandings and leads me by his Holy Spirit to various aspects of the Word of God to deliver a message that will bless his people. I'm honored and I'm humbled that he would use me uh, in this manner. So today we're going to talk about peace in a time of grief. Peace in a time of grief. Now, it seems like those two things would not go together, that peace and grief would not go together. But I believe that peace is the salve 
Peace is the antidote to, to a time of grief. When our heart is grieving, that we can find peace in God. We can find peace in His Word. And we can find peace to help us uh, get through those incredibly difficult times. Um, and as I'm talking about this thing, I don't want to make light by no stretch of the imagination, the grief that one feels. I am not one of those Christians who say you should not feel grief or you should not be impacted by your emotions. We are all human. We all can be impacted by our emotions. But the, the, the thing is that we may go there, but we don't want to stay there. Okay, even in the Old Testament, there was a time set aside for grief, for grieving the death of loved ones. And once that time of grieving was over, people moved on and did what they needed to do with their lives. Okay, now maybe you can't move on. Maybe you've been challenged by moving on. Maybe you are, man, every Mother's Day or every Christmas or every birthday of that loved one, it's just a tough day for you. It may be a tough week for you. And, and I don't want to make light of that. All I'm saying is you don't have to stay in that place of grief. There is a way out of that time of grief. There is, a, there is an ability that God has given us to move on. Not to forget, but to move on. Okay? And so I just want to share some scriptures with you guys to equip you if you're in a moment of grief or a season of grief or you know that that season of grief is coming, then I want to equip you guys with the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that you can grab on to in those times if you're grieving now or if you know grief is coming or grief is coming to you unexpected and unexpectedly and you don't even know that it's right around the corner, that God has given us this thing, this Word, to help us move past, to deal with, to see grief from a different perspective, all right? All right, so first of all, we want to look at some synonyms for grief, uh, heartache, anguish, angst, misery, unhappiness. These are all words that are similar to the word grief, heartache, anguish, angst, misery, unhappiness. These are the, these are the emotions that grab us. In those times of grief, heartache, man, anguish. It's, it's an internal pain that seems to never want to go away. Anguish, misery. Nothing is right. Nothing looks right. Nothing sounds right. Food doesn't even have a taste to it because your heart is in such anguish. Grieving over the loss of a loved one or grieving over the loss of a job or grieving over the loss of a relationship. Just Heartache and anguish and angst and misery and unhappiness. Just grabbing your heart and seeming to not want to let it go. That's what we're talking about when we talk about grief. It's associated with loss, I heard a man of God say. It's associated with loss. Grief, the grieving, the loss of a pet, right? Um, you know, we had a, a, we had a few dogs growing up and you know, uh, several of them died, and, and there was grief. You know, Rex is gone, you know, and, and, and some people, man, their pets are almost like their children. And when they lose them, it can be a devastating thing, a devastating thing. So let's look at some antidotes. Let's look at the Word of God and see if we can find some Scripture 
that will help us in a time of grief and give us peace in a time of grief. So we want to start with the the author of peace, the prince of peace, Jesus himself. And we want to look at what I call the ministry of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus. And Jesus, part of his ministry was to deliver to deliver peace. So let me stop talking and get to reading because <laughs> I'll talk all day long, man. All right, so let's look at Luke 4, verse 18. Luke 4, verse 18. We're, we're talking here about the ministry of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Luke 4, 18. Luke 4, 18 says, And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty all those who are oppressed. All right. Verse 18 in the Amplified says, uh, to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. He says, God sent me to send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, that, that I'm going to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Because when you're oppressed, it's like you're in a prison. It's like you're in a prison. And Jesus said, I came to set you free from oppression, to set you free from being downtrodden, to set you free from being bruised. I'm going to go forth and deliver those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, who are bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Calamity, man, will break you down. It will break you down. But Jesus says, I'm here to set those who have been broken down free. It's in me, he says. All right. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Uh, what's the song? There is a balm in Gilead. Who, will heat, uh, uh, who can make this the sinner whole. There is a balm in Gilead who can heal the sin sick, that can heal the sin sick soul. The balm to heal the brokenhearted. The balm to bring liberty to those who are captive. The balm who can bring recovery of sight to the blind and sent forth as delivered those who are oppressed who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. Jesus was sent to deal with those things. All right, let's look at Matthew 11, chapter 28, uh, verse 28. Matthew 11, verse 28. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The Amplified Translation says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, 
and uh, who are overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Those who are who labor and who are heavy laden and overburdened, man, I, I know some of us feel overburdened. It just seems like life is just too much. Everything is hitting me all at the same time. And, and he says, if you're overburdened, you know, it's one thing to be burdened. It's a whole nother movie to be overburdened. But there is no burden. There is no level of burden that God can't give us rest from. If you labor and you are heavy laden and you are overburdened, he says, I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. All it takes is coming to Jesus. And I don't want to be overly religious with this, but to take your burdens and lay them on him. The, the Passion Translation says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden? He says, then come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. If you know anything about an oasis in the desert, Right, The oasis was that place in the desert that had water, it had shade, it had a place where you could rest, right in the middle of the desert. And Jesus is saying, I am your oasis. I am your refreshment right in the middle of a desert. Uh, I believe in Isaiah, God says, I will make a river in the desert. That God knows in a time of, 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 of weariness, that he will, he will, if we come to him and we abide in him and we put our trust in him and we lay our burdens at his feet, I think in 1 Peter he says, casting our cares upon him for he cares for us. When we put our cares on him, when like the old song says, have a little talk with Jesus and tell him all about our troubles that we can take that burden to the Lord and leave it there. I got all these songs coming up in me now. <laughs> take your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. When, he, when we do that, he says, I will cause you to rest. Why? Because now you're not carrying that burden anymore. I know we have responsibilities. I know that there's stuff that we have to get done. And I'm not saying just don't do anything. I'm saying the burdens that, that are too heavy for you. And that's a good key, a good clue that you have a burden that, that's for God and not for you. It's too heavy for you to carry. I can't carry this. I can't carry this. What's the, another song is coming up. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. Jesus will help me. Jesus alone, right? Come to him. Bring your stuff to him. There's nothing too big and there's nothing too small. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. Even if it's your fault, I, I, I'm hearing that in my spirit now, that some people are reticent to come to God with their issues because they feel like I caused it, so, you know, I got to bear this. This is, this is my punishment. This, you know, I messed up, so now I... No, you don't. 
No, you don't. Are there consequences for our actions? Yes. But that does not mean you have to carry that burden for the rest of your life. Something that you did in 1985, you're still carrying that burden. Let it go. Let it go. Come to him. Cry for three days if you have to. Let it go. He's not going to hold it against you. Just come to him and let it go. That's a deception from the enemy that you have to hold on to it because it was your mistake. And this is God's way of punishing you because you made that mistake. You know, you made your bed. Now you got to lie in it. There may be consequences for your actions. Yes, but you don't have to like a pig in, 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 in mud. You don't have to stay in there. I think one I think one proverb talks about a dog who returns to his vomit, the foolishness of that. Don't do that. It's right here in the word. Come to me. Are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. Are you laboring and heavy laden and overburdened? Come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll ease and relieve and refresh your soul. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. All right. That's good, boy. I think we squoze all the juice out of that one. All right. So that's the ministry of Jesus, that we can come to him and <laughs> we give him our stuff and he gives us his rest. How about that? How about that as an exchange? That's pretty cool. We give him our stuff and he gives us rest. That's not bad. That's not a bad agreement right there. I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday, man. All right, let's look at our next section. It's called Trusting the God of Comfort. Trusting the God of Comfort. And we're going to go to Psalms 3, verses 3 through 6. Trusting the God of Comfort. Now, David wrote this psalm, and it's interesting because the heading says he wrote this psalm when he was on the run from his son Absalom. And it's a great story. Well, it's not it wasn't great for David, <laughs> but it's an awesome story to read where David ignored some of the things that his son did and it came back and bit him. And Absalom, his son, now wants to take over the throne. He takes over the throne and puts David on the run. And right in the middle of him being on the run from his son, he writes this poem. And Psalms 3, starting at verse 3, Going to verse 6 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. I want to go back to that because in a couple of places they have the word Selah or Selah. And that word translates to pause and calmly think about what you just said or what was just said. So let's 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 do that. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill, Selah. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. When you cry to the Lord with your voice, he will hear you. 
Think about that. When you cry out to the Lord with your voice, he hears you. Think about that. When you cry to the Lord with your voice, he hears you. Think about that. Let's move on. I lay down and I slept. Ooh, that's a word for somebody who can't sleep. Because I cried to the Lord and I know he heard me, I can lay down and go to sleep. And then I wake up for the Lord sustained me in my time of sleep. I lay down and I slept. Now this is right in the middle of being on the run. David says, I lay down and I slept. And then I woke up. No more sleepless nights. I, I declare this for someone now in the name of Jesus. Even in the midst of your grief, even in the midst of your pain, even in the midst of your anguish, I declare for you in the name of Jesus, no more sleepless nights. You will sleep. You will lie down and you will sleep and you will wake up refreshed knowing that the Lord sustains you, knowing that the Lord is with you, knowing that the Lord is for you. I declare in the name of Jesus, no more sleepless nights. Let's look at verse 6. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. The New Living Translation of this scripture says, But Lord, you are my shield, my glory, and my only hope. Wow. You are my shield, my glory, and my only hope. You alone can lift my head, now bow down in shame. You know, sometimes we get so low that the only one who can lift our heads is the Lord. That's real, man. I've lived that. <laughs> Your boy has lived that. Gotten so low that the only one who could lift my head was God himself. He did it with a comforting word through his Holy Spirit. He did it with a preached word that spoke right to my circumstance. And as my head was bowed in shame, he lifted my head and allowed me to take the next step in life and the next step in life and the next step in life and the next step in life. Again, the New Living for verse 3 says, But Lord, you are my shield, my glory, and my only hope. You alone can lift my head now bowed in shame. I see that. I see you. I see the, I see the tears. I see the tears, sis. I see them. I see them. It's okay. Just release that emotion. And no matter how bad it has gotten, and no matter, no matter how bad it may get, God sees you. He hears you. And he's with you. And there is nothing that you can do to stop him from loving you. So cry the tears. And then wipe your eyes. And smile. And know that even in the middle of all of the mess. All of the drama. All of the self-inflicted wounds. God still loves you. And he's still with you. And he still has rest available for you. If you come to him. Don't run from him. Come to him. Let's look at verse 4, or Psalms 3 in the New Living Translation. I cried out to the Lord and he heard me from his temple in Jerusalem. Then I lay down and slept in peace and woke up safely for the Lord was watching over me. 
I lay down. Yeah, yeah, I see that, Lord. I see that. I see that. I see that situation in that home. I see that situation in that home. But you will be able to lie down and sleep in peace and wake up in safety. You will be able to sleep in peace and wake up in safety. I can't speak to the specifics of your situation, but you know you know I'm, it's you I'm talking about. You are going to sleep in peace and you are going to wake up safely. There will be no harm done to you tonight while you sleep. There will be no harm done to you tomorrow night while you sleep. You will sleep in peace and you will wake up safely. For the Lord will watch over you from this day. If you receive this word by faith, the Lord is watching over you. Sleep in peace and wake up safely in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In verse 6, he says, And now, although 10,000 enemies surround me on every side, I am not afraid. Because I know God's with me. Uh, one of the Old Testament stories, I believe it was uh, uh, Elisha, and he had his servant with him, and a whole army had come against him. And uh, the servant was freaking out. It was like, Master, all of these people out here, they're coming to get us, blah, 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 blah. Elisha said, there are more with us than there are with them. And he prayed a prayer and said, Lord, let him see with his eyes, basically what I see. Well, what I see in the spirit, let him see it. And he opened the man's eyes spiritually. And he saw a host of a host of a host of angels surrounding the chariots that were coming to get them. There are more with you than there are against you. There are more with you than there are against you. And the scripture says, if God be for me, who can be against me? Sleep in peace and wake up safely, for the Lord is with you. All right. Uh, I got a couple more scriptures here. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4 relatively familiar passage of scripture. And I, I just praise God for uh, songwriters who write songs in line with the word of God. Uh, that Psalm 3, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Byron Cage wrote a song. Uh, either he wrote it or he covered a song based on that uh, based on that scripture. I didn't know about the scripture till I heard the song. Then one day I saw the scripture and I'm saying, oh man, that's off the song. Oh wow, that's great. Hezekiah Walker has a song, Power Belongs to God. I believe that's out of, don't quote me on this, but I believe Psalm 62, Power Belongs to God. Um, and here, uh, Isaiah 26, years ago, um, uh, I believe it was Keith Pringle, did a song called Perfect Peace. And I'm only shouting these people out because they have blessed the world with songs that are based on the Word of God. And, and I, I just encourage all of you songwriters out there, when you write, write based on the word, man. Because there's some people who may never read that Bible, but they'll read that song. They'll hear that word coming through that song. Um, another wonderful songwriter, a couple of songwriters, Marvin and Carvin Winans, wrote wonderful songs based on the word of God. And there's so many others. There's so many others. Um, these are just the ones that come to mind. Those songs have blessed my life. Some of those songs got me through my 20s. Okay. 
uh, when stuff was really kind of crazy in my life. I had those songs, those word-based songs that helped get me through life. So shout out to all the songwriters, those of you who are writing, those of you who continue to write, Israel Houghton, uh, you know, on and on and on. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. All right, Isaiah 26, 3 through 4. Uh, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Perfect peace now, this is me talking, perfect peace comes from trusting God, giving God your stuff, leaning on, relying on, and putting your hope in God, not in your abilities, not in your money, not in your job, not in your relationships, but in your relationship with him. Put your trust in him. All right? And perfect peace, complete peace. Uh, it's not perfect like flawless, but it's perfect, complete, and mature. Peace will come to your mind because it stayed on him and because you trust in him. I love verse 4 on that. He says, trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. The amplified version of uh, translation of verse 3 says, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. That's the part we play. The perfect peace is God's part. Our part we is committing ourselves to him, leaning on him, hoping confidently in him. The one scripture in Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. I'm going to lean to God more than I lean to my understanding. Actually, I can't lean to God and my understanding at the same time. I have to lean on him. I can't lean on two walls at the same time. I got to lean on one wall and go away from the other wall, right? So we lean on God and not our own understanding. And when we commit ourselves to God, when we lean on God, when we hope confidently in God, he will guard us and keep us in perfect and constant peace. Perfect and constant peace. Right in the middle of drama, right in the middle of craziness, right in the middle of grief, right in the middle of heartache, if we lean on him, commit ourselves to him. See, this is where relationship comes in. This can't be religion. This can't be I go to church. This can't be, well, I listen to so-and-so every now and then on YouTube. This has to be a committed relationship. And the benefits of that committed relationship is perfect and constant peace. Verse 4 in the message translation says, Depend on God and keep at it. Because in the Lord God, watch this, you have a sure thing. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God that's mature enough to know that you have a sure thing. So, so take, it from the, take it from the advice of the word. In the Lord God, you have a sure thing. A sure thing. So depend on God. Right in the middle of heartache, depend on God to get you through it. Right in the middle of anguish, depend on God to bring you out. 
right in the middle of turmoil, depend on God to give you peace. Right in the middle of confusion, depend on God to give you wisdom, instruction, direction. Depend on him and keep depending on him because in him you have a sure thing. And in him you have perfect and constant peace. Now you may have to feed on these scriptures over and over and over and over and over again because your heart is so heavy. And I get it. I understand, man. I do. I do. I do understand. But this word is, is designed to bring us peace to bring us wholeness, to bring us wellness, to bring us uh, 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 wisdom, to bring us comfort right in the middle of crazy times. And you can walk, you can be strong in Him, right? Paul said at one time, I, I don't mind being weak now because when I'm weak, His strength kicks in. When I'm at my weak point, that's where His strength shows up. So I'm cool with being weak because I'll lean on His strength. That's some real, that's some real Christianity right there. That right in the middle of crazy times, you can still smile. Right in the middle of heartache, you can still sleep at night. Now, those who don't have a relationship with God, they may be in anguish. They may not be able to sleep. They may have stomach pains and, and stressed out. We can do that if we want. But God says in a relationship with me, if you come to me, you don't have to. And even if you find yourself in that place, again, as I said earlier today, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to stay there. Man, grief has grabbed the hearts of so many people and not let them go. And 20 years has gone by and they can't move past that. And again, I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm just saying, if you're there, you don't have to stay there. And if you find yourself there, you don't have to stay there. All right, so... Let's look at this. Let's, let's look at the God who encourages and the God who comforts. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 and 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 5 and 6. This is Paul talking about one of his journeys. And he says, For indeed, when we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. <laughs> Inside were fears. Wow. We were troubled on every side. <laughs> Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. He said, God brought something into our lives that brought us comfort. And so even though we had conflict on the outside and fears on the inside, God was able to bring comfort through a person. God was able to bring comfort in the middle of a crazy time. Verse 6 in the Amplified says, But God, who comforts and encourages and refreshes and cheers the depressed and the sinking. Wow. <laughs> wow. God comforts and encourages and refreshes and cheers the depressed and the sinking. He doesn't encourage you when you don't need encouragement. He doesn't encourage you when everything is going well. I mean, he might. That was a great job, son. I love hearing that from the Holy Spirit. Son, that was a great job. I, that was awesome. 
thank you for doing that for me. That's great. But man, when I'm really down and I'm really depressed and I'm really sinking, it's that lifeline of encouragement. It's the lifeline of comfort. It's the lifeline of refreshing to allow me to pull back and let me refresh. This is the, this is the value of the prayer closet that I can go in my prayer closet shut the door, or my bedroom, shut the door, or the bathroom stall at work, shut the door, and allow God to comfort me, and allow God to encourage me, and refresh me when I'm depressed and when I'm sinking. When, when trouble is on every side, when there's drama on the outside and fear on the inside, God can still find his way to you and comfort you and encourage you, and refresh you, and cheer you on, and tell you, I got you. I've I've used that phrase many times in some of the earlier podcasts, to hear the word of the Lord. It's, It's deep, but all it is, is I got you. I got you. Cry on my shoulder, I got you. Maybe right in, right in the middle of that time, you get a text message from somebody. Right in the middle of that time, you get a phone call from somebody, an email from someone. Maybe you go on YouTube and you pull up a sermon and it speaks right to your situation. I got you. I'll tell this quick story. Uh, uh, it's from Bishop T.D. Jakes, and he's told this story publicly so I can share it, or I feel comfortable sharing it. And and he's he talks about the story of how he got on Uh, national television and got a broadcast and he said he was preaching at a church he had been invited to a big uh, uh, event and the person who hosted the event had a broadcast on Christian television and so he was invited to preach at this event he preached for 20 minutes um, did his thing they sent the broadcast they sent the tape to the Christian television station for them to edit it they had three people, seven minutes. Bishop Jakes had, a, had his 20-minute sermon cut to seven minutes. The owner of the Christian station just happened to watch, turn on the television and just happened to see the seven minutes of Bishop Jakes. And what Bishop Jakes was preaching was exactly what the owner of the television station was going through. Brought tears to his eyes. That's how God will bring comfort to you. And the end of the story was uh, the owner of the television station said, who is that? We've got to get him on our station. And he ended up on national television. All right. But my point is the owner of the station was going through some, some heavy stuff, turned on his own station and saw a minister who he did not know preach a word that spoke directly to his circumstances to the point where he cried. That's God bringing comfort in the middle of trouble on every side. All right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Um, This is our last one. This is our last scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Let me give you the Cliff translation of that. God will comfort you with his comfort 
So at some point, you are released now to go and comfort others with the same comfort that God gave you. We'll call it a comfort transfer. That in your time of grief, God will comfort you. And get you to a place now where you can go and comfort others with the comfort that God gave you. See, it's not just about us. That once God comforts us and we find ourselves crossing the paths of someone who else is, who someone else in grief, we can give them the comfort that God gave us. You know, six months ago, six years ago, five weeks ago, yesterday, I was right where you are. But, you know, I was studying the word and the Bible said, ba 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 Or I was crying in my bed and I heard the Holy Spirit say, ba 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 And it brought such comfort to me. And let me just share with you what I went through. Let me share with you how God brought me out. Let me give you my testimony. And now you can use the comfort of God to comfort others. How cool is that, man? Be used by the Lord to comfort other people. Right when you were in a tough time. I got a good buddy of mine, he and his wife, they're dear friends of mine, and uh, their son was killed, and uh, man, they were in a place of grief, and I reached out to him and shared some things with him, but you know what? He had grabbed on to the God of comfort himself and allowed God to comfort him, and I'm sure if he crosses paths with another father or parent who lost a loved one violently, he can comfort that parent with the comfort that God comforted him with. That's pretty cool. I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. We're going to call it a day. This is, again, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. The Passion Translation says, All praises belong to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for He is the Father of tender mercy and the God of endless comfort. He always comes alongside us, to comfort us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them this same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Listen, fam, God will pour out comfort on you. It says here, He is the God of endless comfort. There is no amount of comfort that you need that he can't provide for you. He's God. Seriously? Oh, I'm just so down. I don't think I can be comforted. Seriously? Stop it. He's the God of endless comfort. And I don't mean to be, you know, insensitive, but come on now. He's the God of the universe. Come to him. Ah, God, I see that. I see that. Help me say this with sweet lips, Lord. Don't be afraid to go to him. Don't be afraid to go to him. Don't be afraid. Open your heart to him and let him heal the hurt. Open, listen, listen, I understand. There may be Christian people that you open your heart to and they did not comfort you. They did not, matter of fact, they may have made it worse. And on behalf of the body of Christ, you know, I'm sorry about that. But yeah, God is not people. God will use people, but God is not people. And you can come to him. You don't need a pastor. You don't need a minister. You can come to him yourself and say, God, I need your help. God, I need your peace. God, I need your comfort. 
God, I need to rest. I can't sleep. This thing is so heavy on me. God, please take it from me. I can't carry it anymore. Be real about it. Be real about it. He knows. Or somebody say, well, if he knows, why do I need to tell him? So you can get that weight off of you, man. This is not about you telling God something he doesn't know. This is about you giving him the weight. I think in Hebrews he says, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so besets us and let us run the race with patience. I can't run my race if I got all these weights on me that's got me trapped. Be real with him. Listen, I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but if, 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 you, if, you're, if you have the propensity to use foul language, that's not going to trip God out. Be real with him. Be real with him. Yeah, that's good, Lord. Be real with him so he can be real with you and heal you up from that thing and bring you peace and allow you to rest and let you sleep and bring you comfort so you can move on with life and do the thing that God has called you to do. Do the thing that you were born to do because the world needs what you were born to do. And you can't do it if you're carrying all that grief. Again, I don't want to be insensitive. All I'm saying is, if you're there, you don't have to stay there. That's all I'm saying. And uh, as my man Forrest Gump said in the movie, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and that's all I have to say for today. We're going to call it a day right here, man. I got to put a smile on my face because I know there's a lot that I've been giving you guys. I've been speaking from my heart. I believe God has been speaking from his heart and so let's receive this word today. Man, I just, ah, if I could just reach out and give all of you a hug, I would. Then I'd be tired and, and somebody would have to give me a hug. <laughs> well, listen, thank you again for listening. Um, pass this on. Listen to it two or three times. Go pull up those scriptures. Write them down. Type them up. Text this thing. Share it with other people. And uh, come back again on the next time. And we'll have another word from the Lord on the Word Experience podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. God bless you. See you next time. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.